0: Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. So we're just going to be talking about the Good Shepherd, a man on today. And as I read in John 10, 11, and 16, and if I would leave with you a title, it would be "My Shepherd is the real deal." And again, I said, "My Shepherd." is the real deal. And if we go back to the scriptures, and again, Jesus is talking and he's telling them, you know, I am the good shepherd. And when we think about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we know he was the best shepherd, the awesome shepherd. He is the almighty shepherd. He says, the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep Amen. So in other words, the good shepherd, the real deal, the real shepherd, he gives his life for the sheep. He takes his assignment very seriously. And he's going to do whatever he needs to do to protect the flock. It talks about, but a hireling, who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. So when we're dealing with a hireling, someone that is paid a service that is mainly there for material gain, they really are not in charge. You know, well they they're hired to do a job basically. And A hireling, when you think about a hireling or someone who's been hired to do a service, that's all they're going to do is that service. That's really all they care about. And they're there to make sure that they get paid for that service. So, and, and when that being said, if they see trouble coming, you know what? They can tuck tail and they can run. Because they say, you know what? These ain't my sheep, this ain't my flock. This ain't my stuff, you know, or whatever it is on the job. Like, that, I'm just here to do a job, you know. I ain't signed up for all this. So that's the attitude they have. Like, I, you know, I can take it or I can leave it. And you, and you can see that in the churches today, people who are hired to do a service. You can see preachers who are hired to do a service. You can see musicians who are hired to do a service. They're not there really to get the word. They're there to get a paycheck. And some preachers, if they come and you hear them, or they may not even come if that check ain't right. Because you got to pay them a certain amount before they even accept the engagement. Because they, they're there for the money. A musician, they could care less if they're just there to play the piano or the drums or the guitar. They may have three singings in one day. They may hit this church. Okay, this service over with. They go to the next church. Play there. I got another engagement. And they gone. They could care less about the word. They could care less about getting the word because they're in it for the money. But it goes on to say that that howling, they could see a wolf coming. They could see the enemy coming. And instead of protecting the flock, in other words, I'm out of him. I'm going to tuck tail and I'm going to run. Because you know what? I ain't trying to get hurt protecting these sheep. They ain't my sheep. It says, and the wolf, the enemy comes and he catches the sheep and they scatter them. The howling flees because he is the howling and does not care about the sheep. In other words, I I I, I, I didn't come to sign up for all that. You know what? These members get to acting. I ain't here for that you know what, if I don't want to show up today, I'm not going to show up today. If I don't want to play today, I'm not going to play today. It's it's Their attitude is like, I don't care. So when it goes on to say, it flees because they don't care about the sheep. But on down in 14th verse, it says, I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep. So let's get somebody and say a good shepherd. He says, he knows the sheep. And a good shepherd is going to do what they need to do to protect that sheep. Not only that sheep, but all the sheep that's in there. And it goes on later on to talk about even the sheep that's not of the fold. But it lets us know it's important that you know that you have the real deal because you can have a bootleg shepherd. You can have a shepherd that's in it for the money. Who really don't care if you prosper, your soul prosper or not, long as their pocket is prospering. So when things get tough, they are like, you know what, I ain't signed up for all this. I'm going to tell you exactly what you want to hear. I'm going to feed you what you want to hear. I'm going to give you what you want to hear. I don't want to ruffle no feathers. I don't want to do nothing that can, you know, jeopardize my paycheck, in other words. So you won't get what you need to get, but... Because I know my shepherd is the real deal. And he really cares for my soul and wants what's best for me. Because as I sit up under the man of God and I hear the word of God and I receive the teaching that I get from the man of God, I know that my shepherd has my best interest at heart. as a sheep. I know my shepherd. And I recognize my shepherd's voice. And And... And uh, the voice of a stranger, you know, I won't follow because I've been taught by my shepherd as a sheep, you know, what to listen to and what not to listen to, what troubles to stay away from. And but you know what? I've been seasoned and I've been under this man of God for a while. But when you got new babes and you got new sheep in the fold and little beady sheep that's coming in, you got to have somebody that's strong, that's big, that's mighty. That don't mind taking on the enemy, that big bad wolf, when he comes, that don't mind standing up for the sheep, that don't mind, you know, getting in the battlefield to take care of those sheep, because as a sheep keeper, you're gonna go through some things. There's gonna be some enemies that wants to come and wants to destroy the sheep. It's gonna be some things that's gonna come in the fold that wants to try to scatter. And it says because the wolf come and he catches them and he scatters the sheep. So when the enemy comes into God's presence and God's people, he tries to scatter the sheep. He kind of comes and brings confusion. He wants to get the flock all messed up, and they're running this way, and they're running that way, and we're going this way, because that's what the enemy does. Because now you remember, because you had this howling, this person that's supposed to have been watching over the sheep, but as soon as trouble came, he was gone. And that was like kind of like this show me and my husband was watching the other night. It was one of the NCI. Los Angeles, whatever. We was looking at it, and it was this bomb on this truck, right? And the woman hit the guy in the back of the car, the truck. And um, so he had an accident. She hit him in the back, and they get out of the car, and they go and looks in the back of the truck. And the woman says, what is this? Is this a bomb? He looks over. He takes off. He's getting it right. He didn't say run. He didn't say let's go. She's standing there looking like and then she takes off. But that's what it is. It's just like he saw the trouble. She asked him, this is his truck. Is that a bomb? What is that in your truck smoking? He looks over there And he's like, I'm out of here. You on your own. Like I said, he didn't try to grab her. He didn't try to say run. He didn't say that. He was out of there. He was in it for his good. He's like, I'm out of here. You can stay up here and blow up if you want to, but I'm gone. And so you have to know that the enemy, he comes to scatter God's sheep. He comes to get you all in a tinsy and have us going this way and that way and all over the places. But how many of you know a sh- a real deal shepherd? He's going to stand there and he's going to be there when trouble comes and the, sh- and the wolf comes in to try to destroy the sheep. My shepherd is a real deal because I know he's going to bat for me in more than one way and not only me but the other sheep as well. So it goes on to say in verse 14 I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I am known by my own. And you got to be known by your own. How I mean you know that you got to be careful who you hang around with. You got to be careful that they're not um what they call wolf and sheep clothing and sometimes people want to make you think they're good. But as you get to know them, you really know they're not good. And that's a lot of times it is with a parent or or someone who cares for you. They can tell you little Johnny is no good for you. Little Susie, she is no good for you. You need to keep it moving. But you be like, no, little Johnny loves me. No, little Susie, she really loves me. You be like, no, it's something about little Johnny and it's something about little Susie that you might need to just keep it moving. But, you know, sometimes us as sheep, we want to wander. We see the grass, and we want to go graze over there. You know how it is. Sometimes we want to graze where the field is maybe a little bit greener or whatever the case may be, and we may find ourselves in trouble. We may find ourselves on enemy's territory. We may find the big bad wolf right there in our face. But how many of you know it's something when you got a shepherd that don't mind coming and fighting the wolf or the enemy or whatever else it is that's trying to take you out of the will of God, that they don't mind battling for you. They don't mind praying for you. I see I have a pastor that don't mind praying for me. How do I know? Because I see him praying for me. I hear him praying for me. I know the prayers are working on my behalf. Because... I know him, and he knows me. So we have to have a relationship, in other words, for me to know that my shepherd is the real deal. How do I have a relationship with my shepherd as a sheep? I come, I hear the word of God, I take that word, I apply the word, and I grow from the word that I receive from my shepherd week in and week out. Is it always what I want to hear? No. Like one pastor said, just to eat the food that's been prepared at the table. And we have to eat what's been prepared for us at the table. Not at somebody else's table, but at the table that the man of God prepared for us in this house. So it's important that we, as sheep, know our place in the body of Christ. And it goes on to say, as, my, as the Father knows me, even so I know the Father. So that's what I'm talking about. You got to have a relationship with your father. You got to have a relationship with your shepherd. You got to spend quality time getting to know what God has for us through our gifts. And that takes coming to church, coming to Sunday school, coming whenever the doors are open on Bible study and partaking of the food that the man of God gives us week in and week out. And Sometimes, you know what? When a table is prepared for you, you might not like what's on the table. But as a good parent, they say, you, you gonna eat this or you gonna be hungry one. I've had stuff prepared at my table. I didn't like it and I didn't want it. You know what? And I had a choice. Well, as I got older, I had a choice. But when I was younger, <laughs> oh, you gonna eat this or you ain't going to get up from this table, or you're going to be hungry. So you eat it, and you make the faces. You know, sometimes we eat stuff and be like, oh, my God, this is not good. I do not want it. It's, I don't like it. You know how little kids are. Or sometimes we turn our head this way, and we turn our head this way, and we hold our mouths real tight. But how many of you know that the Word of God is good for us? And how many of you know everything that you take in, you you may not like the taste of it. In other words, it may not be comfortable for you all the time. Uh, It may not be that steak that you want. Amen. It may be chicken. You know, and if you don't like chicken, and some I don't like seafood, I don't like fish. You know, it's nasty. But they tell you all the vitamins and the the minerals and the good stuff that fish has for the body. And if you take it, it'll do this and that for you. And it'll help this in your body. And your body needs the omega this and all of that, you know. So sometimes, even though we don't like it, it's good for us. How many of you know sometimes, like I say, the word don't always feel good. And it always don't make, but it's good for us. Amen. And as you digest that word and you let that word just get into your DNA and as you chew on it. See, sometimes we want to swallow before it's chewed good. Have you ever had something that you swallowed and it wasn't ready to swallow and you got to choke on it and be like, Ooh, that went down the wrong way. You know, and sometimes you just got to, and they tell you, you should chew your food so many times. I don't forgot how many times it is. Y'all might know before you swallow because you gotta get it so it can digest. So, and if we sometimes, as children of God, we just wanna swallow it. Sometimes, have you been so hungry that you like, I didn't even taste it. I was so hungry, eat so fast. I don't even think I tasted my food. It, it, I don't ate it up, and I'm like, did I even? tasted it. Did I even enjoy it? So the more you slow down and savor the word, the more you enjoy the word. The more you enjoy what your pastor is teaching you, the more you will enjoy learning and growing. Because if you know now as a father to his children, sometimes they may have to get out the belt. I say sometimes the father may have to get out the belt on the children. And I, I didn't used to like getting disciplined by my, my dad because his licks was harder than my mom's, you know. And his discipline was rougher than my mom's. So, I was like, ooh, Jesus. You know, like, I'd be real scared of my dad. And it's something about the authority in the man's voice. Sometimes the children will, like, ignore the mom when she'd be like, do this and sit down somewhere. I'm going to get your daddy. And they'd be like, once they get the daddy, it's like a whole different game. Like, Really? I've been yelling at y'all all day, and all day they got to say, sit down. You know, and, it, and you sit down. And sometimes that's what it takes. It takes that father. It takes that shepherd to just keep us in line, to get us back on track, to be like, sit down. You just need to sit down and take this word, right? Sometimes you know how you're trying to get a child a medicine. You be like, oh, you're going to take this medicine. My children, for example, used to be hard to give a medicine. One couldn't swallow pills. Lord Jesus couldn't swallow a pill for nothing. Still being delivered. So I went to the doctor because the bigger the pill, the harder our battle was. And sometimes the bigger the pill in, the, in, in your battle, it's hard to swallow that. So we would try to crush it up. But this was my thing. When she get her prescription, I tell my doctor, the doctor, don't give her nothing in pill form. Liquid. He said, this big old girl can't swallow no pill. I was like, no. He's like, do you know how much liquid, do you know how much medicine we're going to have to make into a liquid for her to take? I said, well, I don't have all day to take bread, put it in her mouth, let her chew it so it go down with the food. You know, we would have to go through a long process to get this child this medicine that was trying, you know, that she needed it now. To do what it is. And that's how we are sometimes in the Word, in in the body of Christ. We need the Word. We need what our pastor is feeding us. But we resist it. We fight it. We go against it, you know. And it can't do what God wanted to do in our lives. But how many of you know when you got a good shepherd, which is the real deal, you don't give up. I couldn't give up on that child because I'm like, oh, you're going to take this medicine. We're going to figure this out some kind of way because I'm not going to be here all night chewing, ch- trying to get you to chew some bread, trying to get you to put a meal in your mouth so the peel will go down with it, to chop it up this way, to stir it up in the juice, to beat it down, however it would Because, open my mind, that doggone peel still sitting there. It's been a whole cup of water, Later. I mean, a glass gone, the bread gone, and the peel still sitting there in the mouth. So, but how many of you know when you got a a sheep, and that might be the sheep that you might have to work with. It may be that sheep that now the other one she can take a pill. I can take a pill. This ain't nothing. She can't swallow a pill. And then would we'll taunt the other one. Look, mommy, I should got to swallow a pill. I'm like, you know what? We think it's that easy, but it's not that simple. Cause sometimes you may have sheep's in the fold that. They may want to go straight. They may want to do their own thing. They call them the black sheep. You ever heard of that, that saying, the black sheep? That means that sheep's going to give you a little more trouble than the other sheep. You're going to have to go after the sheep. and You're going to have to go after the sheep a little bit more. You have to bring this sheep back and look around. Didn't I just bring you back? And then you bring the sheep over here and the little black sheep going back over there. Cause you can see him cause he black and all the other sheep white. So you know it's standing out anyway, right? But sometimes you're going to have to work a little bit harder. But as a good shepherd and the real deal, they'll, 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 they'll go to battle. They'll work with that sheep. They'll work with that sheep, that, uh, sheep, that sheep until they can get them right, till so they can help them to grow. Because how many, of you know, it talks about on down in verse 16, it says, And the other sheep I have which are not in the fold, this fold, them also I must bring. And they will hear my voice and they will be one flock. And one shepherd. So we're talking about being on one accord. Church members connecting as one body. How many of you know a soul is a soul? And it needs to be saved. A soul is a soul that needs to be saved. So sometimes we talk about that sheep. That little black sheep. Every time I turn around, they're doing something. I'm constantly running after that sheep. I'm constantly doing something. Don't you think they don't got it by now? But it lets us know that I must also bring them in and that we can be one flock and one shepherd. So we got to be on one accord, connecting and going in the same place. To get there on one accord, you're going to have to work with those sheep. You're going to have to work with people who we think are unlovable. We may think they are, hmm. What we call, I don't want to be bothered with them. They get on my nerves. And, but a good shepherd and a real deal shepherd, like my shepherd is the real deal. He's had to work with us. Amen. Some of us was wandering around doing things we didn't have no business doing. Some of us was, you know, um, not always as easy as it is now. Because how many of you know, I when I came to the ministry, I needed some work. I needed to be retrained because my thought process was all messed up. That's why we got to have a good shepherd that can teach you true doctrine because I had been taught some doctrine that wasn't lining up with the book. It wasn't lining up with the word. So I had to be trained, retrained. My mind set of thinking wasn't always right. You know how they say you got that stinking thinking? Some of my thinking was stinking, and I'm like, oh, my God. I got to get this thing together because I've been taught that it don't take all that. I've been taught that I ain't got to give like that. I've been taught that, you know what, uh, sometimes you just got to do you and don't worry about nobody else. You know, so sometimes we get things that's been implanted in us that don't really line up with the word of God. So when we come in, we need some work. And we need to be retrained, and we need to be retaught. And then, when we get to where we need to be, we got to remember we got to show that same love to the people that God has put in our midst, that's put in our in our um, presence to show that same lo- love that we've been taught. And so, when I think about my shepherd is the real deal, and I think about how he had to teach me, retrain me, do things with me, show us as ministers what to do and what not to do, what to minister on and what not to minister. Because how many you know, boy, when I first came in, I just thought I could just do whatever, you know, just sing the song, Right? I thought I could just get up and, you know, sometimes just as the spirit goes, you just want to lay hands on folks and you just want to do this. And then I've got to find out, you know what, you might be out of order. I'm like, what? We had an order, but we praising Jesus, you know, but you have to learn order and you have to learn how things are done in God's house. And not saying that everything that I was doing was wrong, but I had to be taught and I had to be trained and I had to be learned of some things that, you know, this might not have been right. You know, it sounds good, but it really ain't work. you know, so that's what a good shepherd would do. For his sheep, he's gonna teach them, he's gonna train them, he's gonna feed them, he's gonna protect them. So when the enemy comes, we won't be scattered. We won't be caught by the enemy. We won't be going all over in this place, over here in that place. And if I get to minister, I go over here and minister crazy stuff over there. And then I run over here and I minister crazy stuff over there. Have people all messed up. And we thinking we doing what God said. We think we in the book, but looking at, I ain't in the book. You know this this sounds good, but this really ain't what God would have for us to do. So it's important that we have a shepherd that's after God's own heart, because you know in Jeremiah it tells us in Jeremiah three fifteen that God will give us shepherds after His own heart that's going to feed us with knowledge and understanding. Because how many of you know we need knowledge and we need understanding. And if we don't have that knowledge and understanding, we too can mess up people. And I don't want to be the one that says, she messed up my people. She had them people all over the place doing all kind of stuff. But we have to be careful to sit up under the teaching. Follow our good shepherd. Listen to the advice that our shepherd is teaching us as sheep. We got to have a sheep and a shepherd relationship. How many of you know that's important that we have a sheep and shepherd relationship? It's important that you have a good, godly relationship with your shepherds as sheep, that you can relate to what your shepherd is saying, and you can recognize his voice. You're not going to be hard-headed, one of those sheep that's like, "Mm, I am, but I'm just going to do what I want to do. And then after a while, you be like, help me, help me, help me. How I many of you know you got some some kids, they're going to do what they want to do. Some people, they're going to do what they want to do. And then next thing you know, the phone ring. You get this call. I need help. Well, didn't I tell you not to do this? I know, but there you go. You go and you clean them up. You pick them up. You show them away again. And next thing you know, they, they look like they're going to act right. But then they just do it again. You be like, Lord Jesus. Didn't you learn anything? And be like, hmm. Well, you know, I thought, but even in that, your good shepherd will continue to pray for you, will continue to seek God on your behalf, will continue, because if somebody had to turn their back on me after I messed up a few times, I've been in trouble. Because, you know, it took me a while to get it right, and I'm still getting it right, because some days I just do things, and I'll be like, I know this ain't no God, but... I'm going to do it anyway. You know, and sometimes you find yourself, now what would make me want to do that? And that's when you know the flesh has gotten in there and you need more word in you to get that stuff out of your way because it's so easily to get caught up in flesh that you'll do something just that quick, knowing it's wrong, knowing the consequences of doing it. I'll just take my consequences because I'm going to do this today. And sometimes that would be like that when we be eating or trying to eat healthy or do right. Don't do it. Don't do it. You battle for them and I ain't going to do it. Don't do it. You look over there again and be like, don't eat it, girl. Don't eat it. Shoot, I'm going to eat this cake. I'm just going to have to work this all later. I'm going to eat it. That looks so good. I'm going to take this down. But that's how it is. And then you be like, and after you eat it, you realize it wasn't all that. And then why did I do that anyway? That cake wasn't even good. Like, they like dry and everything Yeah, They had it looking so good. I mean, it looking right. then as soon as you bite into it, you be like, man, I should Say them calorie because this thing wasn't even good. And that's how it is. Sometimes we find ourselves caught up in stuff, doing stuff that really, once we do it, we're like, man, this wasn't even worth it. Wasn't even worth it. But how many of you know when you got to keep a good shepherd that keeps reminding you that you can do it? You know it, that you are blessed that you are more than a conqueror. Come on, we're going to get this thing together. We're going to do this thing together. God got so much for you. He continue to press you. A good shepherd will continue to push you out of your comfort zone, to push you to get up to do something, to push you to go ahead and say, you can do this. I know it's in you. I see it in you. That's what we need. We ain't got no hirelings up in here. We ain't, we ain't got that. We got a real deal shepherd because I know he ain't in it for the money. That's for sure. And because I've, I've known him and I've seen him go without to make sure that we are taking care in the in the ministry. But a hireling, they ain't going without. They're going to get their money. Oh, you going to pay me. I'm going to get mine. Somebody's going to pay me up in here. And they might cut up too. But like, because I don't did that. I'm going to get my money. But when you know you in it for the real deal. You know where your reward comes from. You know where your blessings come from. You'll go on and you'll do it anyway. You, When you love your child as a parent, you love that child and you put up with their ways and you continue to do and you continue to pray and you continue to fast for that child and you continue to sow seeds on that child's behalf. And when you see the benefits of that, be like, see, this is what I knew that was in you. You have to help them see their fullest potential. You have to help them To continue to push, because sometimes that's all people need is that little extra push. I mean, like you say, we already know when we out there doing things we ain't got no business doing, we already know that. Like, first way to say, tell me something I do not know. When they would say, you on your way there, tell me I already know I'm on my way. Tell me what I need to do so I don't go there, because telling me I'm on my way this way, I already know it. People already know when they in they mess, they already know they in they mess. So I want you to tell me how to get out of my mess. Don't be telling me about my mess. I already know my mess. I know my mess better than you know my mess. Okay. So I don't need you to tell me about my mess. I already know my mess. So, but if you're going to tell me something to try to help me get out of my mess, and if I really want to get out of my stuff, I'm going to receive that what you have to do. When you really get tired of being sick and tired, you're going to get that word. And that word is going to just penetrate in your heart one day. And you're going to be like, enough is enough. I'm ready to change my ways. I'm ready to hear what my shepherd has to say to me. I'm ready to get back where I need to be in the body of Christ, in the will of God. I'm sick of being tired. I'm sick of being broke. I'm sick of being disgusted. I'm sick of being busted. You know what? All of that. When you get sick of doing that, you'll get out a hold to that word. But I need somebody to be on my team. I need somebody to be willing to, you know, just go to battle with me. Because sometimes that's all people want to know is that they got somebody who is there for them. And a lot of times people don't have that. Because when they, a lot of times, church people, they are the ones that hurt the people the most. Because soon as they get into the body of Christ, soon as they come to the doors, they start telling, "Oh my gosh, you know, you don't need that on, right?" Or oh, they come with a blanket covering them up. Can they sit down first, you know? Can they get in the door before we wrap them up? You know, because you, that's what it is. They're like, as soon as I get in, they start telling me this, and they start wrapping me up with this blanket or throwing this towel on me. But how many of you know, if you let the people come on into and have a seat, and they get the word, and the word begins to get in them, you ain't got to cover them up. They'll begin to see, you know, what I'm doing. This might not line up. You know, I might want to go in today with something a little bit longer, you know, or something a little bit that covers me up a little bit more. You don't have to beat people down with the word because, they already been beat down, so they don't need that when they come in here they need somebody that's going to encourage them they're going to need somebody that's going to build them up they're going to need somebody who don't mind telling them you know what baby, you can make it. Now, I'm not saying what you're doing is right now. I'm not going to agree with your wrong, but you know there is a way. And you know what? You can come out of this. Sometimes you just got to tell people, look, if God did it for me, I know he can do it for you. If God can heal my body, I know he can heal your body. If God can deliver me off of drugs and alcohol, I know he can deliver you off drugs and alcohol. If God can take me off of the corner, I know he can take you off the corner. If God can heal my child's body from cancer, I know he can heal from cancer. You know what? If God can tell me, you know what? When the enemy told me to walk into the road and kill myself when I'm pregnant with my child and God can save me, I know he can save you. See, that's what people want to hear. They want to see that there is real people in the world and they've been through real things and that they can see that God can deliver them through those things. A good shepherd will help you to realize that. A good shepherd will do that for you. Turn with me to Hebrews 13 and 7. See, if you ain't never been through nothing, you can't tell nobody nothing. You can tell them, you know, but sometimes people can't receive because you got all that book knowledge and trying to read to me out of a book. What's going to happen? You ain't got no babies, but you're going to tell me in a book how to take care of my babies. That might not work. You ain't got no children, but you're going to tell me how to discipline my children. Sometimes that might not work. We need some real-life experience. I need a mama who don't have a baby who can tell me what's going to happen when it's going to happen to you, girl, because I don't have some babies, so I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I need somebody I can relate to, you know. Well, the book say you, when you get right here, it don't happen. That's what the book says. What person who don't have a baby say, you know. Come in here and tell me how to nerd this baby. I don't know how to nerd this baby. This ain't working for me. Well, girl, prop the baby up like this and do this and hold the baby over there and go on over here. You'll be all right, you know, because our parents don't been through it. But then sometimes we get so sophisticated. Well, the book didn't say that, you know. And that tickles me because I'm always picking on my children. They're a perfect example. You know, I couldn't help her with too much homework after a while, but I can remember getting the answer. So I was like, you know what, this is the answer. Well, that ain't how they got the answer, and 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 it ain't right. I was like, it's right. I'm like, this over here, this, bring this down, add this up, this is the same. Well, my teacher said it's got to go this way, this way, this way, and we would battle because she wouldn't go this way, and I'm like, girl, forget it. Cause I, if I can't help you, I mean, the answer is right. It's more than one way to get the answer. But because the teacher said that it's gotta be this way, we would come, we would have to, you know, and I was like, well, I don't know that way. So we would like go battling and she was trying to show me. I was like, I can't help the girl because now they only send books on. I mean, like, where your textbook at? I need a textbook. And she was like, I ain't got no book. Girl, I'm old school. I need a book. I need to see it. I ain't made it to the computer stuff. So, you know, i was like, so you be like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So we have to come to some kind of conclusion because me and these children, we was like battling and I'm like, okay. So, God. I'm going to need your help because I need to raise this child, but I need to raise this child the way you would have me to raise this child and not the way society is going to tell me to raise my child. But what does the word say about my child? Because how, you, how many of you know everything we need is in the sanctuary? In other words, it's in the book. Our answers on how to raise our children is in the book. How to have a happy marriage is in the book. You know how to have, you know, it's there. We just need somebody to dissect it for us and tell us what it is. So just like some of those teachers, they're, their experience and their experts in that subject matter i would be like girl we're gonna get a tutor you know we got an answer we're gonna get a tutor because this person knows what they doing because your mama and dad show don't and so that's how it is in the body crack girl we're going to pass because i can't help with this one but he don't heard all kind of stories he don't been through this and he can help you come out of this i know how to get you here but he knows how to give you the word so we all got to do our part you may need somebody to get them in the house so the pastor can minister once they get in the house. I don't do it my part. Now I'm going to turn it over to the pastor. Woo, pastor, you got to take this one on. You know, I got them here. And then, you know, that's how we work together because it says, you know, we got to go out and we got to be winning souls to Christ's kingdom. We got to go out and minister to these broken hearts and, you know, do what is needed. So it says in Hebrews 13 and 7, It says, remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follows considering the outcome of their conduct. So we got to remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you. So it's important that we take heed to the rulers of this house, our shepherds, those who are ruled over you, who've spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follows considering the outcome of, your con- of their conduct. So it's important that I respect my leader, that I remember who has authority over my soul, who rules over me, who's giving me God's word. It's important to know that they're speaking the word and teaching the word, and it's important that God wants us to remember those, because it's important that we appreciate the word, those who fake follows considering the outcome of their conduct, And go on down to verse 17 in the same verse, Hebrews 13 and 17. It says, Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls, our souls, as those who must be given account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. So we got to obey those who have ruler over us. we got to remember those who have ruler over us, who, have, who rule over us. And we need to be submissive to those who rule over us, for they watch over our souls. So it's important that not only do I sit up under this man of God, but I obey what this man of God teaches me. And be submissive to what he's telling us. Because how many of you know he has our best interests at heart? A real deal shepherd, he has our best interests at heart. See, my shepherd is the real deal. I'm going to keep saying that because I know he has my best interest at heart. So it's important that I obey, that I be submissive to what he's being taught, that he teaches me, and that we take that word and apply that word because it says he watches out for our souls. In other words, he's going to have to give an account to what God has called him to do according to the word concerning our, our souls. So I don't have to worry about him because I know God gonna take care of him. If he don't do right by me, God gonna take care of that. So it's not my job to try to check my pastor, keep him in line. God already got that. You know, all I need to do is follow what is being proclamated through the word. It's in the book. So if he's in the book and he's giving us the word, I know it's right. And let's him know that he's gotta get watch he's gotta give account of that. It said let's Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would not be profitable to you. So I want to make sure that I'm doing what I need to do when it comes down to my shepherd, when it comes down to him giving us instructions, when it comes down to us following the instructions. We need to make sure we're going to apply those things. And make sure that let them do it with joy and not grief. I don't want to grieve my man of God. I don't want to do anything that causes him not to be able to minister the Word of God because that won't be profitable for me. So when I don't do what I need to do, that causes my soul not to prosper because I'm being disobedient, I'm being hard-headed, and I don't, I'm not doing what God has called me to do. That don't cause me to be profitable. That I'm not profiting. I'm not being profitable, in other words. I'm not prospering. I'm not growing in the Word because how many of you know disobedient is sin? You're operating in sin when you are disobedient to what the man of God tells us, what the man of God gives to us week in and week out. And when we don't do what we need to do, we're operating in sin. So how many know that you can't be blessed when you're operating in sin? Because God ain't going to bless no mess. How many know that we serve a God and he is a God of order? He is a God that do things in decency and in order. So when I'm obedient to my man of God, really I'm disobedient to God. Because this is the shepherd. This is who he's given to us. It's really not about him, but it's about us being obedient to God. It's about him and us being obedient to what he says. But you know what? We more, we are disobedient to our father. Because he said he will give us shepherds after his own heart. It's going to feed us with knowledge and understanding. So God gave us this man of God. So we need to make sure that we're doing what we need to do. That we can be blessed, that we can be prosperous, that we can grow, that we can develop, that we can not only once we grow, that we can help someone else grow in the word. We can help someone else develop in the word. We can help someone else prosper in the word. How many of you know that if we're on one accord, when my man of God is blessed, I am blessed. When you are blessed, you know what? I know it's not going to be long before I'm going to be blessed because it's in the house. What we need, all what we need is in the house. And all we got to do is just be obedient to the word, obedient to the teachings, knowing that your shepherd is the real deal, knowing that he has your best interest at heart. And I often tell people, he's not trying to take nothing from us. He's trying to get something to us. He's trying to get us to be blessed. He's trying to get us to be prosperous. He's trying to get us to be self-sufficient as in our vision. So with that being said, we got to make sure that we as sheep, we follow that voice. We obey the voice. We hear the voice. We understand the voice. Because a lot of times if we don't have a clear understanding of what it is that the man of God is saying to us, we can't follow it, right? I know if I don't have some instructions, if somebody's trying to give me some instructions and they're trying to tell me to do something, and if I ain't got a clear understanding, I'm just as lost. I don't have a clue what I need to be doing. Because sometimes on my job, they tell me to do something, i be like, I need a little more information, <laughs> Because if you don't give me a little more information, I'm going to be lost. I'm going to be like, oh, this don't even make no sense. you know. So then I'm going to need somebody to break it down on my level so that I can understand it, that, that I can go and be productive in my job. Because if they don't train me properly, then I can't train you properly. So if my pastor don't train, if he don't train us as ministers properly, we can't go out and minister the word properly. But how many of you know my pastor has to be trained as well? So he has to get the training, and then my bishop, he gets the training, but it comes from above. So once he get it from God and God gives it to my man of God, he comes back and he gives it to us just the way God gives it to him. How many of you know we can understand it? He can break it down to the youngest to the oldest, and each and one of us can take that word and apply it. It doesn't matter if you two or if you twenty-two. You can take that word. If a two-year-old can explain, then sometimes they too, but they understand what you're saying. They understand you saying no, no, no. You know, like no. They know what you're saying. So once you learn that word, once you learn what to do, and you get that word, they know when you's like they be like eat, eat, eat. They know what that is at 2. They know they want to eat. They got their little hand out. They learn money real quick. These children, these days, they come out the womb knowing everything. They come out looking at you like, like, I'll be like, oh, my God, they're so smart. Like, where, where did this child come from? And that's what we're saying. You have to. Teach your these kids these days, they have to be so on point because if they don't learn these skill sets that's not there, they're going to be left behind. And they only have such a little window to get everything they need in. And it's not that they don't like Lil Johnny, but Lil Johnny got to get this and he got to get it together. He got to get it real quick because we got to move on. And sometimes that's what it is. You got to, you can't just play around with the word, but you got to be serious about the word because the day and time that we live in, you got to get it quick and you got to move on because the enemy is quick. He's quick to get these people. He's quick to get our souls. He's quick to try to come against our marriages. He's quick to try to come against our children soon as they boom, even in the womb, the enemy is after. So we have to be quick. We have to be skilled in the word. We have to listen. We have to come to church, get everything that God has for us so that we can be prosperous, so that we can grow. So that we can be blessed. And so today, as we honor our gifts on today and we realize the importance of just as a sheep that cares about his sheepfold, as a shepherd that cares about the sheepfold and got your best interest at heart, we got to make it so it's not so hard for our shepherds we got to be sheep that's willing to learn, willing to be obedient, willing to receive the word so that he can minister the word and it can be easy. And sometimes we don't always make it that way. But how many of you know it's good to know that he ain't gave up on you? How many of you know it's good to know that you got people who want you to grow, who want you to be pr- produced, prosperous, and be blessed in your bodies and blessed in your finances? But you have to have a teacher that teaches you that. So, 1 Timothy says in 5 and 7, it says, Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. So, we're here to honor our gifts on today. We're here to appreciate the gifts on today. We're here to know that, to let them know that they are worthy to be honored. Because the bible lets us know that we ought to honor them and they deserve double honor you know and and it's not because i look at them and i'll be like mm, you know they don't need nothing they are right they passed their first lady doll we ain't got to do nothing for them they ought to bless us and that's sometimes how people think oh the pastor they straight they don't need nothing they need to give me give me do me do do for us but the word of god lets us know that we need to Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine for your soul. So they labor in the word for us. They, he spend hours in the word for us. He spend days in the words for us. You know what? When we sleeping, he probably in the word trying to get a word for us to make sure that we have a word week in and week out. Like I say, I, I studied for some days or some hours or whatever the case may be to get my one, you know, (laughs) My one sermon today, but he has sermons back to back to back to back to back. He has speaking engagement back to back. Then he got to get a word for us. And I'm like, oh man, Lord, what you want me to say to your people? Lord, is this what you want me to say? You know, that's my one sermon that I have. But to know that he's laboring for us, that he's seeking God's face on our behalf, and he's wanting the best for us, that lets us know that God has given us somebody who is genuine, someone who is true, someone who cares about his people and cares about his sheep. And I thank God that my pastor is the real deal. I thank God that the first family that we have here at Overcomers Christian Center, there's something special because they care about us. They, We see what they do. And I think about Charity, and I think about how she worked, in the ministry, and she worked. It's appreciation, and we're appreciating them. But that girl, she was working that door. She was urchin', and it was just like, there ain't nothing. It's what I'm supposed to do. And that's what it is to know that you have genuine people who don't feel like they're above you, but feel like they want what's best for you. And you'll see pastor riding on the lawnmower, cleaning. You'll see first lady just working. They are real. And that's what people need in this world. They need people that's real, that they can relate to. Because sometimes we may not always be able to get to them, but we know the teaching that they have given to us is real. And that it's working. That we've seen it. We've seen it personally. You know what I'm saying? This is not just hearsay, but I've worked alongside beside side with them. I've seen Charity and Dion. I've seen them grow up in the ministry. You know what I'm saying? So I know those who I labor with. And... That comes from spending time with them. So I was just encouraging you on today to just continue to listen to your shepherd, to apply the word of God that the man of God has for us week in and week out. Be obedient to that teaching. Follow that teaching. And to know that my shepherd is the real deal. You can stand to your feet. I am done. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My shepherd... Is the real deal. Hallelujah. We don't have our hollering best in this ministry, but we have the real deal. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia on Sunday mornings at 10. And Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at OCCVR.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.